Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Welcome one, welcome all. I am Katie Patrick, joined by David Fiorazzo. Hey. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, eh? Oh, it's been better. Well, we have a <laughs> high school girls basketball team in Vermont who is standing up for their convictions. It's refreshing to see, but it's sad to see at the same time because what's happening is they opted to not play in the state basketball tournament because biological boys would be playing against them. Yeah. And so instead they said, nope, and they bowed out of the tournament, David. The audacity of them. Um, no, kudos. It's, it's hard to take a stand in this day and age. And it was a, obviously, it is a Christian school. Valley News reported the number 12 seed Mid-Vermont Christian School girls basketball team forfeited their game against number five seed Long Trail because the team did not believe it was fair to play against a transgender athlete. Even Caitlyn Jenner says the same thing. <gasps> I mean, he has said such things uh -huh. in an interview. Yes. Caitlyn yes. has said it is not fair. Interestingly enough, and right? he was an Olympian. Because he was one of the poster <laughs> children for this movement. True. In the early, anyway, uh, moving on back to the article. We believe in playing as one an opponent, an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. That was uh, MVCS head of the school, Vicki Fogg, in a statement, quote, allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general, end quote. And our bad president of the United States continues to push this delusion. And uh, I'm amazed we haven't had more of a culture divide. I should say a noticeable culture divide on this issue. I think, Katie, a lot of people that could, could be having a voice on this are just kind of hanging back to wait to wait to see how far this is going to be pushed. Well, and, and that's the thing. So in Vermont, their law, law allows for transgender female students to play on the girls' sports teams. And it, according to the goals of the VPA's Activity Standards Committee, it uh, their goal is to provide proactive talk tracks. I don't even know what that means. What? Talk tracks for transgender <laughs> athletes. Proactive talk tracks. New words. Whatever that yeah. means. Um, they need, and, wait, wait, and, we need to get some sensitivity readers to understand exactly. what that means. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> um, Lauren Thomas, who's the assistant executive director for the Vermont Principals Association, said that um, MVCS sent her a letter stating that it would not be entering the tournament, but did not elaborate on the decision at all. So it, Vicki Fogg, the head of the school, said, like declined to comment on interviews other than that statement that w you just read. Um, and it's interesting to me because the team, Long Trail, who has the biological male on the team, the athletic director, John Schneebel, didn't respond to requests for comments when people were like, hey, can you comment on this? But the Mountain Lions played their full 20-game regular season schedule without any issues, finishing 14-6 and six with 11 wins in their last 12 games. Is that when... He joined the team. Is that is that how that worked? Huh. Um, so <laughs> then that just me meant that obviously Long Trail moved ahead there in the tournament. So it's just the fact that this is <clears throat> is happening is insane to me. And um, back to Lauren Thomas, the one who's the assistant executive director for the Vermont Principals Association. 
she said that she's actually been getting calls from schools about like, hey, how do we handle this? So if if John Schnebel is saying that, hey, we've had 20 games and no one said a peep at all. But then we have Thomas who's saying, I've received calls from schools asking for best practices, how to go forward, hmm. um, knowing that they were going to play a team with a transgender female on it. We just supported our stance and our best practices through our inclusivity statement. Okay. How inclusive are you with the girls? Did you Actual say... Actual girls. Okay, uh, let, let me just clarify something for those people that, that are just catching on to this and paying attention to this. Did you say transgender female? That's what so, her quote is. Okay, so so what does that make a boy. the person? Yeah, a boy. if you say with a transgender female, okay. that would both... Transgender action. female, that I think, means... I think she said it the wrong way. That means he's a boy playing girls' sports. Okay, anyway, I do yeah. want to emphasize uh, they don't like this Christian school because academically they have significantly outperformed their public school counterparts in the state based on SAT testing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's interesting. And also, I really want to say kudos to this school. They launched in 1987, and as their recent actions would prove, that they're staying strong to their original mission to, quote, glorify God by preparing students for college and for life through a program of academic excellence established in biblical truth. End quote. There's the problem. Biblical truth cannot coexist with this gender surrender movement. Transgender, tr- transgender truth, truth, truth. So much, yeah, so yeah. much truth. The, 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 yeah. Wow, if you if you read that statement again, people are going to be like, "Where where did that come from?" 1842, that's such an old type of statement, but that's the exact point is that they actually want to yeah. follow what is true, not our feelings of today, but where our society was built on biblical truth. Yep. So, I want to get back to if you're in Vermont, um this is the Mid Vermont Christian School. Again, Kudos and thank you, because whenever we read about or see someone standing on principle for truth, it really encourages the faith and encourages the response of other people. So thank you. Um, Did you have something else? Well, I just wanted to point out, like, if you look at that basketball team, obviously you can't see their faces, but like... I can see you oh, can see yeah <laughs> you can you can I mean I'm sure there are seniors on that team mm-hmm. and I'm sure this may have been their only sport this may be the last time they would have gotten and, to and they're potentially, in a tournament you know in the tournament they could have they made well they may have made it either way I don't know how Vermont like works in terms of sports but like they may miss out on that opportunity to take the court for the last time and yeah. ha- if having played sports and you know knowing it could especially being female sports where you don't tend to go on to anything in college it could be the last time, the last time you get to go out there with your, you know, female friends on the court and play the game you love and that you've worked so hard for. I think that group of girls there learned so much more, though, yes. by not taking the court that is going to impact yes. them so much more in their life as they go forward, knowing that they said, hey, I'm standing for truth, which was really tough to do, and I could have, we could have just went out and played and then <clears throat> maybe got pummeled, who knows what would have happened but they stood for something yep. that mattered more. So, Katie Patrick, you took the words right out of my mind. Are did you I? reading are you reading my script? I did. Katie, <laughs> I took uh, so right out. so no, but here's what they did. Going back to their their statement, their mission to uh, glorify God by preparing students for college and for life. Taking a stand like this 
is going to be long-lasting in their minds, and they're, they're going to know in their consciences they were doing the right thing, and that's going to prepare them for decisions they're going to make as adults in the working world or in their families or whatever happens down the road. But all right, still to come, a Texas bill may soon make it illegal for biological men to compete against women in college sports. We're going to continue this discussion next. Well, uh, Texas, at least, is trying to also do what's right. Yes. Not like Vermont. But Texas here, we have a Texas Republican state senator who has filed a bill that would require collegiate athletes to compete according to their biological sex. Not what they're feeling, not what they wish they would be, but who they are. And so the legislation, if approved, would expand on an already existing Texas law that requires the K through 12 athletes to compete according to their biological sex. So unlike in Vermont, where you have boys on the girls basketball team in Texas, you don't have that. And now they're trying to make it so that also goes up to the collegiate level as well. This is State Bill 649. It was authored by Senator Mays Middleton, who is a female. Is oh. a female. Oh, a lady is standing up and I like it. Good to know. Um, the bill would, would require students at public and private higher education institutions in the state to compete according to biological sex. In the news release, it's stated that the bill makes sure women are not forced to compete against biological men who steal victories and athletic records from females and put women's athletic scholarships unfairly at risk. Now, it's interesting to me, David, because <laughs> yeah. this is Texas. Good on Texas. We talked about Vermont. Yep. We've talked in the past a lot about Connecticut and how everything that's happening there. It's interesting how it's the Northeast states that tend to just be like, oh, be whoever you want to be, and that's okay. And Isn't that the home of the Texas, Ivy League schools? Oh, yes, yes, it is. So at least in Texas, they're trying to make <laughs> it right. K through college, boys compete against boys, girls compete against girls. It's as easy as pie. When you just said that, again, I thought, Boy, if my grandparents could hear these conversations today, I would love to hear what they would, how they would respond, just by these Maybe conversations. Maybe we should start a segment, David's grandparents. Yeah. We'll what would go, my great or what would my grandparents say? Into the past, yeah. You know what? You're giving me thoughts here on what to write about. But seriously, because the question comes back to well, one of the questions is what changed? What changed since the 1940s and 50s? And 60s. What changed? Has God changed? No. Has truth changed? No. Although it's been redefined. Have biological facts changed? No. But what changed? Feelings, worldly philosophies, um, political correctness, things we do now in government or culture, entertainment has changed, right? So in a way we have to go back and say, all right, if this is such a reversal from recent history, 50 years ago, or even 30 years ago, such a reversal, we're going, okay, well, well what changed, Katie? Mm. You're younger. I'm just thinking, oh, drugs of choice have changed, I guess, but. <laughs> that too. Caffeine, that's my, that's all I got. Um, yes, what has changed? And in we, this is what we talk about all day, every day. What is actually truth? And what, we are just, 
straying farther and farther away from truth. That's what it is. It's not the, what the reality is. Nothing has changed. We've just gone away from it and we've manipulated in our own minds mm -hmm. our own reality. Well, isn't that isn't that what one of the arguments is? Well, that's your truth, Katie. Yeah, your truth. That's, that's your that's truth. That's my truth. That's my, my truth. I'm speaking my truth and you speak your truth and just You can't have truth. it. Yeah, just that, that just doesn't truth. work. Uh, anyway, well, according to the proposed law, here's yep. what it, it actually states, just okay. so everyone knows it. Yes. An athletic team or sports sponsored or authorized by a public institution of higher education, public junior college, or any private institution or private junior college uh, that competes against a public institution or public junior college may not allow a student to participate in an athletic team or sport sponsored or authorized by the institution of higher education or junior college that is designated for the biological sex opposite to the student's biological sex. The end part there is really what it is. If Again, summarize it like this. Boys compete against boys, girls against girls. Or in this case, since it's college, females against females, men against men. Done. Ugh. Go yep. Texas. Yep. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, this bill would expand on House Bill 25, which requires student athletes to compete in who compete in interscholastic competition to play on sports teams that correspond with the sex listed on their birth certificate at or near their time of birth. So they're trying to be as specific as possible, but now aren't they changing uh, laws on birth certificates too? Oh yeah, now that's... And what you, 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 can you, you can just fluffy on, on that, there. so there's a thing of it. Now Texas, <laughs> if this passed, would join... Um, about 18 other states that already have this similar Thank you. legislation. And of course, we're not talking up in the Northeast. We're talking the Alabamas, the Florida, <laughs> Oklahoma, California, the Mississippis. The West Coast, not the West Coast. We're in the flyover territory, you know, the, all, the, all those states. If you're from one of us, here we are. Now coming up, we uh, are actually going to talk about a teen who was encouraged to cut off her breasts while in the midst of a battle with gender confusion. And now she is actually suing the hospital for coercion and medical mutilation. We're gonna mm. talk about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Well, this fight is continuing and it's escalating because now we actually have teenagers who are adults now fighting back against all of this gender mutilation and uh, nonsense that they've been subject to as children, uh. and, and, and now that they're adults, they're actually being able to fight back and sue. So here's the story. Mm. We have attorneys for 18-year-old Chloe Cole. Um, they actually just said that Cole is suing the hospitals and physicians who coerced her to transition from a girl to a boy in the name of profit. Mm. We are going to hear about these stories more and more, David, because I hope so. we have more and more hospitals and right. teachers and everyone else pushing for all the gender mutilation cut off healthy breast tissue tuck surgery do all the the things when you are prepubescent or just pubescent mm. um because you feel like today i'm i'm a girl but i'm not a girl i feel like a boy so that means hey might as well go ahead and just give yourself some hormones jack yourself full of 
crazy hormones that are going to do all sorts of things to your body permanently. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. We're going to see even more of these stories five years from now. And kids are making these unbelievably uh, tragic decisions at younger mm-hmm. and younger ages. In this case, Chloe underwent uh, surgical and chemical gender transitioning procedures between the ages of 13 and 16. And she even says, uh, like, she's a biological female who is suffering mm. from gender dysphoria. Yep. So when someone's suffering, what do you do? Naturally, oh, let's uh, just, <laughs> which just, which just pump you full of um, some gender transitioning hormones and um, cut you up. That's what you would do with someone who's suffering, right? Just torture them more. That's, that's what happened to her. So Cole's uh, Center for American Liberty Attorneys say that doctors lied to her and her parents in a number of ways. Those lies included saying that her gender dysphoria would never resolve itself and saying that she was at high risk for suicide unless she mm. was socially and medically transitioned. Well, isn't that un- unbelievably horrible? Let's take a look uh, at what happened to her. Chloe Cole charges that doctors said her gender confusion would not resolve unless she underwent medical treatment and surgery. And she adds they warned her and her parents of the risk of suicide. It was a decision that I was allowed to make at 15. And when they told me that I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed, it was it didn't at the time. It didn't really mean much to me because I. I was just a kid. I was just in high school. 18-year-old Cole is now taking on Kaiser Permanente, the country's largest medical group, with more than 23,000 physicians, 39 hospitals, and over 200,000 employees. She alleges that Permanente doctors began giving her off-label puberty blockers five years ago, plus weekly doses of testosterone and finally a double mastectomy. Her pre-lawsuit demand letter alleges that doctors failed to explain the serious risks to her and her parents, that they concealed that most gender confusion resolves with age, and that inadequately studied treatments amounted to medical experimentation. In recent years, pediatric gender medicine in the U.S. has skyrocketed, with clinics opening across the country, leading to an explosion in treatments. Yep. This, yeah. We've been reporting on this. This is this is happening everywhere. And it's sad. And um, I hope there are more lawsuits with favorable outcomes to those who are truly the victims. One of the things that said, though, that they're concealing or hiding, however they worded that, that this usually, you know, resolves resolves when they reach adulthood, meaning they will come to terms with who they actually are, what I would say is who God made them, male or female, right? And they, will, they won't have this confusion, but they don't talk to the kids about that. No, they just, I, it, this is what I still can't understand. We in this society, like, we don't treat our children like children when they should be treated like children. <laughs> That's a good point. We, we treat them like adults when they should be treated like children and we treat them like children when they should be treated like adults. So that's like what we say, like college kids, we call them kids, but they are adults and we treat them as if they are children. But then our actual children, our teenagers, the ones who have, yes, hormones going through in, in their bodies and they're trying to figure out who they are physically, emotionally, and you know, all the things. And we treat them like, oh, what? You say, little Johnny, you want to cut your penis off? Well, that's okay because you're an adult. And he's 13. This is the same instance where Chloe 
for between the ages of 13 and 16 mm-hmm. were like, well, I'm a boy. I feel like a boy. So well, pump me full of the hormones. Well, wait a minute. She underwent surgical yeah. and chemical surgical. gender transitioning procedures starting at the age of 13. So that means at the age of nine or 10 or 11, oh, true. True, she true, true, was true. starting to think this way and maybe be confused and maybe be affirmed yes. by whether it's a parent or a teacher or a, a psychologist, counselor, or whoever affirming this. And, and that's what makes it so tragic. We're just seeing the result of when she actually took the step mm-hmm. to go and get these treatments and the surgeries. And that was when she was 13, 14, 15, Yeah, and, and I like what she said now. She says, I'm going forward and taking legal action because every second that goes by, more blood is spilled by the same individuals and medical centers that destroyed my body and childhood. Mm. That is a tragic statement right there. <sighs> more blood is spilled and she's not being hyperbolic. No. Actual blood is being spilled here because they are cutting body parts off and cutting, slicing, and dicing. Um, and it is these same individuals and medical centers that are doing it. And they are really pushing on it because as we've reported many different times about several different hospitals, Boston especially being one of them, it brings in the money. Yeah, absolutely. It brings in the money. Yeah, We've talked about Vanderbilt University uh, several times, but there has been an explosion of both detransitioners and their lawsuits all across the country uh, from what we're seeing. We hope we hear news stories on these because uh, detransitioners are those who are now trying to gain back what whatever they can uh, based on who they actually are biologically and, and how God made them. But once you get certain things removed and have certain surgeries and you have these chemical or hormonal imbalances, um, God bless them and just pray that uh, some of them don't, go out the suicide realm because that's what a lot of people think well i i can't do this so i'm going to end it all that's never the answer but i can see how a lot of people get really hopeless after they've made these decisions and others have cheered them on that's what another tragic part of the story yeah we're not going to cheer that on but we are going to cheer on our latest babylon b headlines which are up next If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we wrap up this show for the day, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, The Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. Well, we picked our favorite headlines, and now we will decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. Let's start with Ohio area turtles develop sudden interest in pizza martial arts. <laughs> Keep it down. Uh, Katie, I'm trying to work here. It's so good. The next one, larger, more catastrophic train wreck reported at 1600 (laughs) Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. Next, 
Family that can't afford groceries, comforted by fact we have most diverse administration in history. Next, thanks to inflation, more American families surviving solely on Costco samples. And finally, in bid for five-star Yelp reviews, church installs USB-C chargers <laughs> in pews. Katie, I think I know which one uh, is your numero uno. <clears throat> well, okay. If you're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I mean, turtles in a half shell, turtle power. I introduced my children to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are, what are these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teen okay, anyway, I'm not going to sing the whole song. But you are it's, young. A, uh, it's a sad reality that what's happening in Ohio, obviously in East Palestine, not Palestine. Wait like, a minute. I thought like our Karin Jean Pierre talks about is East Palestine. I mean, um, um, Palestine, Stein, Stein. Yeah, but I wouldn't doubt it. If you've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, especially number two, you would understand that reference about what's happening with the water and there being some turtles there turning into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh, um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, I thought Pete Boot at Boot Edge Edge. Booty, 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 I thought booty, I thought he solved all this booty, 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 when he booty, went booty, for a visit there um, after Trump went for a visit. Anyway, I, I was I'm kind of torn because one of the headlines is so it's like reality. And all it's, of them it, are reality. It, it's funny mm -hmm. and sad at the same time. The family that can't afford groceries, comforted by the fact we have the most diverse administration in history, because that's what they're touting, right? They don't care how much it's costing everybody. But I gotta go with the larger, more catastrophic train wreck at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C., and that would be the Biden, the old Biden administration. Uh, talk about yeah, a train well, wreck that is wrecking the country. Just so everyone's aware, because honestly, some people might not know, no, the address for the White House is 1600 oh. Pennsylvania Avenue. Like some oh, people gosh. might not even know that. Oh. There was actually a TV no, show. Not our, not our very, audience. If, yeah, Come on. our audience. You guys our audience knows that. But there was a, a short run of a show called <laughs> 1600 Pen, and it was actually quite funny. And then they canceled it, and it made me sad. Anyway. Well, that's going to wrap up our top headlines of the week. More satire next time. Right, Katie? Oh, yes. And if you are a fan of our show, please, uh, you know, like. Share. Comment. Do your thing. Share. Share. And share again, uh, especially if you're watching us on social media, because that's where you can do all those things. Now, yes. for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.